All right, just had to plug in the correct headphones. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. That's why we have Serial Dates, where we discuss our experiences and grow as a bilingual family. Let's get cereal, cereal. I wanna get cereal. Let's get cereal. <laughs> no? Welcome to cereal dates. Just kidding, it's just me. <laughs> so I'm doing a solo episode again. Um, and I wanted to talk about do like a part two on getting ready for school. And this one is going to be a little bit more um, about what actually happens on the first day and how you can prepare for everything that's going to happen. So before we do all that, our children right now are two years and 10 months and 10 months. I believe Elias is almost 10 months. Our parenting moment, um, I have to say that (laughs) Each time we make an episode, quote unquote, with our awesome tips on sleep, awesome tips on, um, what was the other one? Like eating, like um, baby led weaning, whatever it is, we make a video or I'm sorry, we make a podcast episode about it. And then it's like (laughs) soon after Everything that we talked about just goes out the window. And and like if we say, for example, I remember saying, luckily we haven't had any tantrums where Mateo throws himself on the ground. Well, we had one of those today. <laughs> I It's like a bittersweet moment because he did that because he didn't want to leave bilingual family, which is a huge compliment. Um we actually start classes next Monday, but this week we are going, Mateo and I are going to school together, even though the other children aren't there yet, but it's a way to prepare our younger, his younger brother, Elias, for both of us being gone. And really it's more for me (laughs) Um, in order to prepare and see how the morning will flow, how early you know he has to wake up, by what time he has to have breakfast, and all those little details that sometimes we don't take into account. Anyway, we, uh, we've been going to school. Well, today was the first day. We went to bilingual family. He loved it. We had lunch there. We met the secretary, and we just had a great time. And then when it was time to go home, he literally threw himself on the ground. Like I was holding his hand and he just like, just, you can't see that, but uh, <laughs> just lost it. You know, he was really excited about being at bilingual family. So we had our first throw yourself on the ground tantrum meltdown, but It was because he didn't want to leave the school I've built for him. So it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. 
But anyway, that's the parenting moment. And so now let's move on to the actual first day of school tips. So first off, let's start with preparation. We've talked about this before, you know, in the in the last episode, but this is like the nitty-gritty, right? So let's talk about clothing, right? You want your child to feel comfortable just throughout the day. If they need to go to the restroom, they need to feel comfortable and confident that they can pull up and pull down their pants, that they can, um, you know, just overall feel comfortable moving. If they, if they want to try climbing like a rock mountain that we have, they, they're not wearing skinny jeans and, you know, some kind of button up shirt and suspenders. (laughs) I don't know. That's just an example, but they are comfortable. So they, that's just one less thing that can upset them because it is a transition. And this year especially is a huge transition because most of us have been locked in, locked up for not locked up. That sounds like we're in jail. Well, That's how it feels. We've been inside away from people for a year and a half, most of us. And so it's going to be a a transition for sure. And it's going to be something new. It can be exciting. But sometimes I've learned that even when things are exciting, it's still different. So that can overwhelm our, our emotions, our system overall. So having clothes that are comfortable will just ensure that that's one less thing your child will have to worry about or will potentially upset them for some reason. So pick out some comfy clothes, and that can be an activity in and of itself in preparation for school is, what would you like to wear to school? Next, let's talk about lunch, and I think we already covered it a little bit in the last episode, but make sure that whatever your child is going to eat he or she can open it because I think we mentioned this in the the previous episode. Honestly, I am so tired (laughs) that this could be like an exact replica of the past episode and I wouldn't know it, but it's not because John's not here. I actually have Iris and Helen just chilling by my feet. So however you want to make that work, if you want to practice opening up the packages that you're going to send, that's great. If you would rather, at the beginning, opening all the packages and putting them all in a container that it's just like a bento box style um, container, that's great too. But just think about all the new things your child's going to experience and all the um, frustrations that he might face. And then to add one more thing that could have easily been avoided um, you know, it's, it's just unnecessary. Okay. So this is the, this is the final, (laughs) final one. This is a super short episode. If your child is having a hard time or you can anticipate that they're going to have a hard time with the separation, create a plan. And the best time to create a plan is not in the middle of your child having a meltdown and having a hard time separating from you and going into the classroom, that's not the best time to come up with a plan. 
Just like the middle of a meltdown is not the time to explain things for a child, right? So beforehand, you could you could do it a couple days before, you could do it a week before, but you could say, when we go to school, we're going to do we're going to um, put up our bag, uh, give me a kiss, and then you can show me your favorite activity. You can tell them with that confidence, like, these are the things that we're going to do. We're going to do A, B, and C. Now, if you want, you can also have your child be part of creating that plan. And you can even say, you may feel a little sad that I'm going to be leaving what do you think we could do that will help you during this time? And so depending on the child, they might really be able to take part in this plan and execute it. So the way that we do plans at Bilingual Family, and I'm just always amazed at how well they work, is here's the deal, for example. Here's the deal. This is what's happening if it's an issue. In this case, it's not an issue. We're just planning ahead, but this is what's going to happen. Can you come up with some ideas that can help us with this transition? Or, you know, if you want to use words that a toddler will be able to use, can you think of some ideas that will help you when you're feeling sad? Or can you think of some ideas that will help you when you're feeling angry or upset and really take into account their ideas. Make sure that the ideas that they give are feasible and that they work for everybody. You know, obviously, if the child says, um, I want you to buy me a big ice cream. Well, that's not, that's not something you can do every morning. And it's not something that's going to work in the classroom. I'm sure the teachers are not going to be happy about <laughs> a giant ice cream coming into the door every morning, right? So we have to make sure that the plan works for everybody. Next, you want to, especially for toddlers, you want to draw out the plan. You can either actually draw it if you are an artist, or if you're an artist like me who can do real lifelike pictures but can't do any type of cartoon, <laughs> then find a picture, find some kind of illustration online, print it off. And if you can actually get pictures of your child's day, uh, maybe even ask the teacher if you can go to the classroom ahead of time or if they can send you pictures of the specific areas where they're going to be um, dropping their backpacks off, etc. That will really help if it's a real picture. So make a plan using pictures. And keep it simple. You don't want to have a 10-step plan of what your drop-off routine is going to be. I would say a maximum of three steps and really short and sweet, simple. So not only simple in the time that it'll take for you to carry out the plan because that depends on the child and it depends on you and it depends on the teacher's short in the way that you're going to explain the plan so that in their mind, they can easily remember that order of the plan. So it could be um, put a bag, kiss for mom, choose an activity or choose a material. 
So those, that's three things. And you could even make it shorter. Backpack, kiss, work. So now that you have your short plan, you want to tell your child this. You want to say, okay, here's our plan. We're going to hang up our backpack, give mom a kiss, and choose work. Now, this is our plan right now. We're going to try it. And if it doesn't work, we can try something else. And that simple phrase of if it doesn't work, we can try something else is so powerful because sometimes even as adults, we forget this, right? We are like married to our systems and married to our the way, the way that things should be that we don't even stop to analyze or review whether this plan is actually working for us or working for the people around us or not. And so it's important for our children to know that we're going to keep trying. Like we are, we can get through this. It's, it's something that it's a transition. It's something that is new, but we together, we're going to work on it. So just that simple phrase of saying, here's our plan. If it doesn't work, we can try something new. And that's that's very reassuring for your child. If you decide to go into the classroom with your child, say if that's part of your plan and that you're going to perhaps uh, check out the first activity that they're going to pick, make sure that the time you are spending in there is short and that you, you do stick to the one activity. So you're going to show me one activity. Okay, let's see what it is. All right, I love you. Bye and go. Because the longer you stay, and if they say, but, but, but wait, let me show you one more thing. And you're like, okay, just one more thing. And but wait, I want another hug. Okay, just one more hug. Each time that you do this, it makes it harder for your child to deal with their emotions because they they're they feel like you're about to leave and then you don't. And they feel like you're about to leave and you don't. And so make sure that when you follow through with the plan <laughs> that you created together and, and make it short and sweet. Now, I say that I have a hard time doing this. This morning, for example, when we were doing our mock morning routine with um, our babysitter, Molly, she was awesome. I kept coming back, like, instead of getting all my stuff ready and saying goodbye to Elias, our 10-month-old, right as I was leaving, I kept saying, okay, bye. Oh, let me go get my coffee. Okay, bye. Well, let me go do this. Let me go do that. Oh, I forgot this. Oh, I forgot that. Even though he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't um, demanding or asking me to stay for one more thing, I was doing that and I was making it more difficult for him to understand, yes, she's leaving and uh, and be okay with that. He actually, I mean, he did pretty good. <laughs> he didn't cry or anything. But I could see as, as it was happening and really once I got in the car and was able to kind of process everything, I realized that I was making it harder for him. I could see it in his eyes that he was trying to, <clears throat> that he was trying to figure out was she leaving? She's not leaving. She said she was leaving. She gave me a kiss. Now she's back in the house. What is going on? So same in the classroom. If you, if you need time to 
maybe talk to the teachers and look around the classroom or something like that. Do that. But once you say bye, and once you decide, you know, once you say your, your goodbye, really, just go. Because you want it, you want your child to know that when you say you're going to go, you're going to go. And they will be fine. I promise you. Okay, so let's do a quick recap before I fall asleep. <laughs> First, make sure your child has comfortable clothing and they are comfortable and they have everything they need available to be comfortable. Number two, make sure that the tools they have are easy to use and they know how to use them. So the backpack, the lunchbox, not just the, the actual lunchbox, the zipper, the water bottle. Can they open it on their own? Can they successfully use the tool for what it's meant to be used for? Um, because we want to... We want to avoid creating any type of frustration on a day that is already filled with emotions. So let's, let's um, help our children by making sure that they have all the tools they need and they are comfortable. And finally, we want to create a plan. So that is something that you can create with your child or you can create by yourself. But just make sure that when you explain it to your child, you're clear and concise. Like you don't sit there and explain, first, we're going to walk through the door and there might be some children there. And then you're going to go say hi to your teacher and you're going to put up your bag. See that little handle on the top? That's where you put the hook on the bag and that's what you're going to do. And then you're going to walk to the other classroom and they'll have lots of activities and you can choose one of them. That's, I'm already lost, right? <laughs> so backpack. So remember, this is our plan. Backpack, kiss, work. We call it work, play. <laughs> so it could be backpack, hug, play. Or if you if you don't want to go in the classroom and or if your teachers have asked you not to go in the classroom, you could say backpack, kiss, bye mom. That simple. And make sure you have a visual to go along with your plan. And finally, make sure you let your child know that if the plan doesn't work, it's okay. You can make another one again. So there you have it. Part two of preparing your child for school. I hope I didn't bore you. I am extremely exhausted. And so with that, I'm going to give you a mom joke. I just made it up. So you ready for it? So after a long day with a toddler and a baby, the mom said, it's only 7.30 and both children are asleep. I'm going to get so much done. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. Anybody else out there plan and say they're going to do so much stuff when the children go to sleep and then you're just so exhausted you just want to sit? Yeah. <laughs> 
that's what happened to me today. Well, that and I was had every intention to record earlier, much earlier. And John didn't tell me, didn't leave the computer ready or the microphones or anything ready. So I had to wait until he was available to give me the instructions on how to record the episode. But I did it. And I think I'm learning. So I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. And I hope I can go to sleep. Buenas noches. Adios. Buenasio. Raising bilingual children can be a challenge. Our program makes it possible by providing a fun, easy-to-use guide for parents. This guide will teach you how and when to use Spanish at home in order to make the most of your time together as a family. We provide you with everything you need to know about raising bilingual children, including storytime videos, songs, activities, and more. All of our content is designed specifically for families and will help you speak Spanish with your child from birth through age six, all while having fun. Head over to bilingualfamily.us and click on Español Juntos to get started. Con amor, Daniela.